0: about to here will inspire innovate give you insight and take you on the wings of leadership this is why we call it the i3l inspiration innovation insight and leadership Get ready to embark on the journey to greatness with Kyode Oguta. Hi, welcome to the 3 Podcast. My name remains Kyode Oguta. I hope you've been enjoying the eight questions all exceptional leaders ask themselves. The questions of what can be my contribution. The replica question, if everybody were like me, how would my organization be like? Also, the question of action, what should we stop doing? What should we start doing? The question of strategy. What would we not do? And last week, we spoke about the question, which I love so much. How do we take control in terms of uncertainty? Because it is in uncertainty that leaders derive their job certificate. Now, today, I am joined by uh, leadership and uh, management guru, Gary Hamill. Who asked a question? How do we build an organization that performs flawlessly and also rapidly evolves? So, Gary Amel was speaking about the Agai question, which is how do you and I build organizations that evolve? Rapidly, but is also performing flawlessly. His question was to evoke the thinking that how do we build organization that delivers results, sterling results today, but it's also changing fast or it has the ability to change fast to be relevant for tomorrow. Now, there are a lot of times people have results today and become a relic tomorrow. There are a lot of times people are planning to become successful tomorrow and no results today. But we're living in such challenging times that all leaders need results today to continually be in the job position that they have. And they also know that if the organization is not evolving as much or as fast as they ought to be, then it will not be in the play again. This is as a result of that social interactions can't think just in terms of competitive advantage but they must begin to think in terms of evolutionary advantage over time that was the description of gary hammer so he's saying that look organizations including the ones you're leading must stop thinking in terms of what competitive advantage we have today but they must begin to think in terms of what evolutionary advantage would have over time We're living in a world that has no refuge for mediocrity You don't have all the time in the world to do the right things. There's no slack time for anyone. I remember listening recently to Bill Gates when he was speaking about one of the greatest regrets he had in Microsoft was the inability to compete in the smartphone business. And he said because the fact that Microsoft was going through the antitrust case in Europe, they had lost the ability to be able to know what was going on in the market. And by the time they were ready, the market had been defined, and therefore there was no place for a third competitor. Now, if you look at that, you understand that we're living in a world in which there is no refuge for mediocrity. Now, you don't have all the time to do the right things. And that was the same thing that Nokia CEO said when. He was announcing that Nokia had been acquired by Microsoft during the press conference and I quote him to announce Nokia being been acquired by Microsoft. He ended his speech saying, we did not do anything wrong, but somehow we lost. <laughs> Upon that saying, all his management team, including himself, they teared sadly. Now, I heard it well and I hope you also heard what I heard. We did not do anything wrong but we still... lost. So, it's not just in terms of doing anything wrong but did you evolve as fastly as the things were evolving? Now, the reality is that we live in a hyper-dynamic world. Industries have been created and destroyed. No more in decades. You know, when uh, Michael Potter was speaking about the creation of industries and the five forces, he spoke about the fact that industries are probably created in decades but today... They're not created in decades, but they are created in years. So, the disruption of digitalization, the disruption by robotics, the disruption by artificial intelligence is here to stay. That does not mean that your role as a leader of people will become obsolete. In fact, your role will become even more indispensable because in the midst of things, somebody must be able to capture all these things together and make sure the organization can thrive with those things. So, change is tough. Changing big organizations can be emotionally draining. I mean, I was discussing with someone just before we came into the studio. And we were just talking about one man that had built a very big organization and the challenges he was going through. And as I was talking to him, I was getting feedback that, oh, the man knew that the organization is not as healthy as he ought to be. But that the reasons why it wasn't healthy was because certain decisions that were taken when the organization was growing were not corrected. So the organization has stopped becoming healthy. now. For me, the lesson learned and for students of leadership is the fact that we must know that we must be able to build organization that can rapidly adapt or adjust. And that's why Agile is the way to go. All the things that used to protect the incumbents in the five forces, they've been eliminated. And why I don't want to agree totally Someone said, forget the fire forces, it's gone. You know, forget the fire forces. And that starts with describing the purpose of the organization. So how do we build organizations that not only get results today, but can rapidly evolve and be relevant tomorrow? So in this time, we're not thinking in terms of competitive advantage. We're thinking in terms of what evolutionary advantage over time. We're not just relevant today, we're relevant tomorrow. We're using the, the forces of digitalization, robotics, and artificial intelligence to make sure that we're not just getting the kind of results we we'll want today. We're also getting the kind of results we'll want tomorrow. So now I want to leave you with certain questions and certain fundamental questions. And um, those questions are the things that will help for it so that you'll be able to know. Number one, how have you defined what high performance is for us today as an organization? What's high performance for us as an organization? What's high performance? Now, if you understand that, then you'll be able to kick off from there. Number two, I would ask, I would ask you is what metrics should we have to know if we're high performing? What metrics should we have if we're high performing? So, what metrics should we look at? Should we look at just only the performance side, or should we look at the healthy side? Because if we're performing well and we're not healthy, I mean, would also matter on the long run. Number three question I always like to ask is what's evolving? We need to know this to be able to build adaptive and innovative organization. For instance, I once worked in an organization and I was the general manager of, of the organization I we into landline technology. We we're using landline technologies to try to deal with telephony needs of, of communities. But the wireless market was evolving so rapidly and it made us irrelevant so soon because we didn't realize how, how fast those things were evolving. We'll probably pay the price for it. So, for me, the lesson learned is I have to look at what's evolving. So, from there, if I know what's evolving, I will answer the fourth question is why do we need to be evolving? If we are not evolving, we will become a relic. We will become eliminated. We will not be there. We will not play. We will not play. I mean... If everybody becoming computer literate and you are not computer literate, what happens is that when everything becomes, comes to the computer, it means that you will not have the right to play any longer. Number five question is, what are health and vitality to thrive in a long time? So, I want to keep people engaged. I want to keep people motivated, remain competitive, stay on the good path. What is health to me? So, I've defined high performance. I've defined what's evolving. I also must define what's health to what are the health metrics. So, if you go to your doctor, what are the health metrics that they look for in your body? They look at your vital signs. They look for how your blood pressure is. They look for your height, your weight. They will look at vital things. They look at your global level. Those are vital signs that tells the health of an individual. So, for other organizations, what are the vital signs? And for me, one of the vital signs is what's the level of engagement? What's the level of ownership in organization? What's the level of politics, the function in an organization? If I know those things, I will know how healthy an organization is. Because if an organization is not healthy, it tells me one thing. Like all unhealthy things tell me is that it's only a matter of time before it dies if those things are not cured. So what our health metrics is telling us? And finally, how are we trying to be different? So, if I know what we're trying to do to be different, then I will know that we are going to get good results. Now, when I tell people that how are we trying to be different, I tell people that getting better isn't going to win again. It's not just getting better. There's a factor to play here. You must get different. We must seek to be different. And that was the path Apple took. And that's the path you also must take. Steve Jobs looked at it that I don't need to build a better operating system than Microsoft. I just want to build a different operating system than Microsoft. So while Microsoft is open, he went closed loop. You understand? And that changed the entire game, and that made them evolve and made them win over time. Now, those are the questions I think that organizations, individuals, and leaders must ask themselves because you're not only just trying to build results today you also must be able to build results that perform flawlessly tomorrow. If you look at how even the stock market in most developed countries rate companies, they don't also rate you for your results, today, so they rate you for your ability to get results tomorrow. So even companies like Amazon was rated so highly, even despite the fact that they were not making profit. Whereas G was rated so low, even the fact that they were making big profit. now. Couple of years down the line we've seen that oh G is not making the kind of money that they used to make and Amazon is making the kind of money that okay they had projected to be made. So all things just come together. It's the same thing we're saying, and the same people keep saying that yes, you must get sterling results today, you must be outstanding with your results today, but also you must rapidly evolve so that you can become competitive tomorrow. So it's not just about what they call competitive advantage but we also would begin to think in terms of evolutionary advantage how are we evolving to become a better company how are we evolving to become a different company how are we evolving to be able to have different value tomorrow because as we started last week what trends are taking place we're learning from the trends we're also learning from what's going on in the environment and from there we can begin to do things differently wow so this is the sixth question and we have enjoyed ourselves thus far. And if you're not following us on the i3L podcast, you can follow us on iTunes, you can follow us on Play.fm, CastBox. You can follow us so that we can always come to your mobile directly every week, every week. There are lots of times we have to market it to our friends and times you want you want to stop bugging their inboxes. You just want to say, look, you know what? Just download it, it will come straight to you and you have all this content for free, for free. I can't believe that. You're getting it for free. What people used to pay billions of dollars for before, you're getting it for free. You're getting it for free. And I hope you get valued much more than we have enjoyed giving it up to you. All right. So if you enjoyed it, please always invite your friends to also like us, invite your friends to follow us on, and, and subscribe and we want to say thank you for all of you following us, we're almost to 100,000 plays on our player list, you understand we want to get to 500,000 before the end of first year and it looks good, it's looking very good, it's looking very very good and it's because you always follow us and it's always a pleasure to come to your space and to make sure that you become a better leader, even because you follow the i 3 podcast, God bless you see you next week